Welcome to the Consilience Podcast. My name is Shannon Beer. I am a health and confidence coach who chats to experts to help us improve our well-being so that we can get more out of life. Welcome to my first solo episode. So I did put a poll on my Instagram about whether you would be interested in hearing short solo episodes where I address some common questions or misconceptions that I have come across. And I thought I would start by clearing up the misconceptions when it comes to defining what compassion actually is. The fitness industry seems to be catching on to the importance of compassion when it comes to improving our physical health and psychological well-being, particularly the role of self-compassion and its associations with body appreciation and intuitive eating, which is protective of going on to develop pathological eating behaviours and the associated psychosocial impairment. With that said, there does seem to be a lot of confusion and some misinformation when it comes to deciding what it actually means to be compassionate. And most people, when they hear that word, they get the sense that compassion is about being kind to yourself, it's about going easy on yourself. And if that's what we believe, then it's no surprise that it comes with the fear of not meeting our goals, letting ourselves go, and not being motivated to actually move towards anything. And I think it's really important to clear up these misconceptions because that's not what we see when people actually do become more self-compassionate. And I guess part of the confusion is probably because compassion has been defined in a number of different ways when it comes to the literature. And you've got proponents like Kristen Neff who have popularized, you know, one version of self-compassion. But I think if we're going to look to the research and if we're going to be talking about this as a construct, then it makes sense to go back to the source of compassion, particularly when it comes to its integration in psychological research. So of course, compassion is a very old concept, but the form of compassion that I'll be referring to is the definition that is given to us by Paul Gilbert. And he is the founder of compassion-focused therapy. And he defines compassion as a sensitivity and commitment to preventing and alleviating suffering in ourselves and in others. So this is a slightly different version of compassion than the definition that Kristen Neff gives, which has three components, including kindness, common humanity, and mindfulness. And the reason that I find this model so much more comprehensive is because Paul Gilbert talks about the different flows of compassion. So we're not just talking about self-compassion, although that's important, but compassion is actually a motivation to orient ourselves towards preventing alleviating suffering. So with that, there are three flows of compassion. This is giving help to others, letting others help us, and self-compassion. 
And those that struggle with self-compassion may actually find that it's easier for them to start by developing one of the other free flows. So whether that is giving compassion to others, which is where we start with compassionate mind training, or whether it's working on letting others help us that can actually be a really important part of becoming more compassionate too and then we might want to work on building self-compassion and the way that we do that is probably going to look a little bit different for each of the three flows but I really wanted to address this misconception that compassion is just about being kind to yourself because compassion and kindness are actually very distinct constructs we can consider kindness to be creating the conditions for happiness, so doing something nice for someone. Whereas compassion is much more about relieving suffering. So an example of a kind act could be me buying somebody a birthday present. Like that's a nice thing to do and it might make them happy momentarily. Whereas compassion could be me taking someone to the hospital because they're in pain. So you can see that there's actually a very clear difference between kindness and compassion. And the reason that this distinction is important is because compassion has a whole lot more to do with strength courage and wisdom as well as that caring commitment kind acts don't necessarily need to require courage they don't necessarily need to require that much wisdom whereas compassion certainly does and if we just consider compassion to be kindness not only is that a fairly superficial definition of compassion it's also probably going to be very off-putting for the people that would really benefit on learning how to be a little bit more compassionate, particularly towards themselves. Because these are people who may be very achievement-oriented, who may be very self-critical, and place a lot of demands on themselves to do well or to look a certain way um, when it comes to their health and fitness goals. So these people would probably benefit from knowing that compassion is a whole lot more about being strong and wise, courageous and caring. And then the way that we go about developing kindness and the way that we go about developing compassion are going to be quite different. The reason being is that these different modalities of mind training are distinct in terms of what they target. So you can consider this like going to the gym. You know, you could say, oh, I, I do weightlifting. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to grow a particular muscle group unless you specifically train that muscle group. So when we do compassionate mind training, the breathing practices and the imagery practices are oriented and specifically designed for helping you to develop those qualities of wisdom, strength, and caring commitment. And that is what is going to help you to become more supportive towards yourself and also better able to tolerate distress, which is something that can often get in the way of fulfilling our health and fitness goals. So this is actually a motivation towards wanting the best for yourself. 
and understanding yourself and understanding your struggles and why they are difficult and then having the skills to manage them, which is why we see those associations with more adaptive forms of eating and more adaptive forms of relating to ourselves and our bodies. But let's not confuse compassion for kindness because they are distinct the way we develop them are different and compassion requires courage and wisdom whereas kindness doesn't necessarily need that so when we see you know people encouraging us to be more compassionate towards ourselves yes that could be a great message but it's not quite as simple as just being kind to ourselves and can actually be very difficult to develop and there are a number of fears blocks and resistances to developing compassion and if you think it's just about kindness that's probably just going to reinforce some of those fears and some of those resistances i can talk more about that in another episode but i just wanted to clarify why it's not helpful to confuse compassion for kindness. Compassion actually has a number of attributes which includes a care for well-being, so this is just the decision to try to be compassionate, as well as a sensitivity to distress. So this is being open and able to notice and attend in certain ways because if we're very preoccupied with ourselves, then we might not notice when other people are suffering. But then if we're too oriented towards people-pleasing, we might not notice our own suffering. We also need the ability to sympathize. So this is to be able to be emotionally moved by ours and others suffering, as well as the ability to tolerate distress. So this is being able to withstand and come to terms with our feelings and the source of our pain so that we can do something about it. We also need empathy. So this is the want to know why we feel what we feel or why we think what we think so that things can make sense to us. We understand why we are having a hard time. And then we, of course, need a non-judgmental attitude. So to be able to become aware of our thoughts and feelings from an observational point of view. So not judging ourselves. This is the wisdom of no blame and no shame, but looking at our situation objectively and then being able to move forwards. So those are the six attributes of compassion, which as you can see, doesn't necessarily have a whole lot to do about being kind, but more so about being able to notice our suffering and then to be able to do something about it which comes down to those three core qualities of strength wisdom and caring commitment so just a little heads up kindness is not the same as compassion compassion has a whole lot more to do with strength courage wisdom and caring commitment and we can begin to develop compassion with specific compassionate mind training exercises Thank you so much for listening to the Consilience podcast. If you found this episode helpful and you know someone who also would benefit, then please do share this episode with them. And if you're looking for more support, check out my coaching, mentoring and educational offerings by looking at my website, which is linked in the show notes. Until next time.